0: section three of old granny fox by thornton w burgess this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by jude summers section three granny fox has a bad dream what farmer brown's boy did and Reddy fox hears about granny fox chapter seven granny fox has a bad dream nothing ever simply happens bear that point in mind. If you look long and hard enough, a cause you'll always find. Old Granny Fox was dreaming. Yes, sir, she was dreaming. There she lay, curled up on the sunny little knoll on the edge of the green forest, fast asleep and dreaming. It was a very pleasant and very comfortable place indeed. You see, jolly round, bright Mr. Sun, poured his warmest rays right down there from the blue, blue sky. When old Granny Fox was tired, she often slipped over there for a short nap and sunbath, even in the winter. She was quite sure that no one knew anything about it. It was one of her secrets. This morning, old Granny Fox was very tired, unusually so. In the first place, she had been out hunting all night. Then, before she could reach home, Bowser the Hound had found her tracks and started to follow them. Of course, it wouldn't have done to go home then. It wouldn't have done at all. Bowser would have followed her straight there and so found out where she lived. So she had led Bowser far away across the green meadows and through the green forest and finally played one of her smart tricks which had so mixed her tracks that Bowser could no longer follow them. While he had sniffed and snuffed and snuffed and sniffed with that wonderful nose of his, trying to find out where she had gone, old Granny Fox had trotted straight to the sunny knoll and there curled up to rest. Right away, she fell asleep. Now, old Granny Fox, like most of the other little people of the Green Forest and the Green Meadows, sleeps with her ears wide open. Her eyes may be closed, but not her ears. Those are always on guard, even when she is asleep, and at the least sound, open fly her eyes and she is ready to run. If it were not for the way her sharp ears keep guard, she wouldn't dare take naps in the open, right in broad daylight. If you ever want to catch a fox asleep, you mustn't make the teeniest, weeniest noise. Just remember that. Now old Granny Fox had no sooner closed her eyes than she began to dream. At first, it was a very pleasant dream, the pleasantest dream a fox can have. It was of a chicken dinner, all the chicken she could eat. Granny certainly enjoyed that dream. It made her smack her lips quite as if it were a real and not a dream dinner she was enjoying. But presently, the dream changed and became a bad dream. Yes, indeed, it became a bad dream. It was as bad as at first it had been good. It seemed to Granny that Bowser the Hound had become very smart, smarter than she had ever known him to be before. To do what she would, she couldn't fool him. Not one of all her tricks she knew, and she knew a great many, fooled him at all. They didn't puzzle him long enough for her to get her breath. Bowser kept getting nearer, and nearer, and nearer, all in the dream, you know, until it seemed as if his great voice sounded right at her very heels. She was so tired that it seemed to her that she couldn't run another step. It was a very, very real dream. You know, dreams sometimes do seem very real indeed. This was the way it was with the bad dream of old Granny Fox. It seemed to her that she could feel the breath of Bowser the Hound and that his great jaws were just going to close on her and shake her to death. Oh, oh, cried Granny, and waked herself up. Her eyes flew open. Then she gave a great sigh of relief, as she realized that her terrible fright was only a bad dream, and that she was curled up right on the dear, familiar old sunny knoll, and not running for her life at all. Old Granny Fox smiled to think what a fright she had had, And then, well, she didn't know whether she was really awake or still dreaming. No, sir, she didn't. For a full minute, she couldn't be sure whether what she saw was real or part of that dreadful dream. You see, she was staring into the face of Farmer Brown's boy and the muzzle of his dreadful gun. For just a few seconds, she didn't move. She couldn't. She was too frightened to move. Then she knew what she saw was real, and not a dream at all. There wasn't the least bit of doubt about it. That was Farmer Brown's boy, and that was his dreadful gun. All in a flash, she knew that Farmer Brown's boy must have been hiding behind those pine boughs. Poor old Granny Fox. For once in her life, she had been caught napping. She hadn't the least hope in the world. Farmer Brown's boy had only to fire that dreadful gun and that would be the end of her. She knew it. Chapter 8. What Farmer Brown's Boy Did In time of danger heed this rule. Think hard and fast, but pray keep cool. Poor old Granny Fox! She had thought that she had been in tight places before, but never, never had she been in such a tight place as this. There stood Farmer Brown's boy, looking along the barrel of his dreadful gun straight at her, and only such a short distance, such a very short distance away. It wasn't the least bit of use to run. Granny knew that. That dreadful gun would go bang, and that would be the end of her. For a few seconds, she stared at Farmer Brown's boy, too frightened to move or even think. Then she began to wonder why that dreadful gun didn't go off. What was Farmer Brown's boy waiting for? She got to her feet. She was sure that the first step would be her last, yet she couldn't stay there. How could Farmer Brown's boy do such a dreadful thing? Somehow his freckled face didn't look cruel. He was even beginning to grin. That must be because he had caught her napping and knew that this time she couldn't possibly get away from him as she had so many times before. Oh, sobbed old Granny Fox under her breath. And right at that very instant, Farmer Brown's boy did something. What do you think it was? No, he didn't shoot her. He didn't fire his dreadful gun. What do you think he did do? Why, "'He threw a snowball at old Granny Fox "'and shouted, "'Boo!' "'That is what he did, "'and all he did, "'except to laugh, "'as Granny gave a great leap "'and then made those black legs of hers "'fly as never before. "'Every instant, "'Granny expected to hear that dreadful gun, "'and it seemed as if her heart "'would burst with fright as she ran, "'thinking each jump would be the last one. "'But the dreadful gun didn't bang, "'and after a little,' When she felt she was safe, she turned to look back over her shoulder. Farmer Brown's boy was standing right where she had last seen him, and he was laughing harder than ever. Yes, sir, he was laughing, and though old Granny Fox didn't think so at the time, his laugh was good to hear, for it was good-natured and merry, and all that an honest laugh should be. Go it, Granny, go it, shouted Farmer Brown's boy. And the next time you are tempted to steal my chickens, just remember that I caught you napping and let you off when I might have shot you. Just remember that, and leave my chickens alone. Now it happened that Tommy Tit the Chickadee had seen all that had happened, and he fairly bubbled over with joy. A dee dee, dee chickadee it is just as I have always said. Farmer Brown's boy isn't bad. He'd be friends with everyone if everyone would let him, he cried. "'Maybe, maybe,' grumbled Sammy Jay, who had also seen all that had happened. "'But he's altogether too smart for me to trust. "'Oh, my, oh, my, what news this will be to tell. "'Old Granny Fox will never hear the end of it. "'If ever again she boasts of how smart she is, "'all we will have to do will be to remind her of the time "'Farmer Brown's boy caught her napping. "'Ho, ho, 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 I must hurry along and find my cousin, Blackie the Crow.' This will tickle him half to death. As for old Granny Fox, she feared Farmer Brown's boy more than ever, not because of what he had done to her, but because of what he had not done. You see, nothing could make her believe that he wanted to be her friend. She thought he had let her get away just to show her that he was smarter than she. Instead of thankfulness, hate and fear filled Granny's heart. You know... People who themselves do ill, for others seldom have good will. Chapter 9. Reddy Fox Hears About Granny Fox Though you may think another wrong and be quite positive you're right, don't let your temper get away, and try at least to be polite. Sammy Jay hurried through the green forest, chuckling as he flew. Sammy was brimming over with the news he had to tell how old Granny Fox had been caught napping by Farmer Brown's boy. Sammy wouldn't have believed it if anyone had told him. No, sir, he wouldn't. But he had seen it with his own eyes, and it tickled him almost to pieces to think that old Granny Fox, whom everybody thought so sly and clever and smart, had been caught actually asleep by the very one of whom she was most afraid, but at whom she always had turned up her nose. Presently... Sammy spied Reddy Fox trotting along the lone little path. Reddy was forever boasting of how smart Granny Fox was. He had boasted of it so much that everybody was sick of hearing him. When he saw Reddy trotting along the lone little path, Sammy chuckled harder than ever. He hid in a thick hemlock tree, and as Reddy passed, he shouted, "'Had I such a stupid old Granny, as some folks who think they are smart?' I never would boast of my granny, but live by myself quite apart. Reddy looked up angrily. He couldn't see Sammy Jay, but he knew Sammy's voice. There is no mistaking that. Everybody knows the voice of Sammy Jay. Of course, it was foolish, very foolish of Reddy to be angry, and still more foolish to show that he was angry. Had he stopped a minute to think, he would have known that Sammy was saying such a mean, provoking thing just to make him angry, and that the angrier he became, the better pleased Sammy Jay would be. But, like a great many people, Reddy allowed his temper to get the better of his common sense. "'Who says Granny Fox is stupid?' he snarled. "'I do,' replied Sammy Jay promptly. "'I say she is stupid.' "'She is smarter than anybody else in all the green forest and on all the green meadows. "'She is smarter than anybody else in all the great world,' boasted Reddy, and he really believed it. "'She isn't smart enough to fool Farmer Brown's boy,' taunted Sammy. "'What's that? Who says so? Has anything happened to Granny Fox?' "'Reddy forgot his anger in a sudden great fear. "'Could Granny have been shot by Farmer Brown's boy?' "'Nothing much, only Farmer Brown's boy caught her napping in broad daylight,' replied Sammy, and chuckled so that Reddy heard him. "'I don't believe it,' snapped Reddy. "'I don't believe a word of it. "'Nobody ever yet caught old Granny Fox napping, and nobody ever will. "'I don't care whether you believe it or not. "'It's so, for I saw him,' retorted Sammy Jay. "'You, you, you,' began Reddy Fox.' "'Go ask Tommy Tit the chickadee if it isn't true. "'He saw him, too,' interrupted Sammy Jay. "'A-dee-dee-dee, chickadee! "'It's so, and Farmer Brown's boy only threw a snowball at her "'and let her run away without shooting at her,' declared a new voice. "'There sat Tommy Tit himself. "'Reddy didn't know what to think or say. "'He just couldn't believe it, "'and yet he had never known Tommy Tit to tell an untruth. "'Sammy Jay alone he wouldn't have believed.' Then Tommy Tit and Sammy Jay told Reddy all about what they had seen, how Farmer Brown's boy had surprised Old Granny Fox, and then allowed her to go unharmed. Reddy had to believe it. If Tommy Tit said it was so, it must be so. Reddy Fox started off to hunt up Old Granny Fox and ask her about it. But a sudden thought popped into his red head, and he changed his mind. I won't say a thing about it until some time when Granny scolds me for being careless, muttered Reddy with a sly grin. Then I'll see what she has to say. I guess she won't scold me so much after this. Reddy grinned more than ever, which wasn't a bit nice of him. Instead of being sorry that old Granny Fox had had such a fright, he was planning how he could get even with her when she should scold him for his own carelessness. End of Section 3